Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder Runyevich, and I'm joined today by Karen Eldad, executive coach for Overachievers, TEDx speaker, and podcaster. And a very warm welcome to you, Karen. Where are you hanging out today? Thanks so much for having me, Andrew. I'm hanging out in Austin, Texas today. Oh, it reminds me of uh, a line, all my exes live in Texas. That's why I lay my hat in Tennessee. Um, That's fantastic. Well, luckily for me, I have zero exes in Texas. So (laughs) here with no baggage and a happy, happy Uh, life. Do you like tacos? I love tacos. I've come to appreciate Tex-Mex since moving here. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's a great, great city. Yeah, for food, for sure. Okay, so on to you and your work. So Karen Eldad, Coach Karen, is the founder of With Enthusiasm Coaching at Karen2EaseLDad.com an American personal and executive coach who works internationally with world-class leaders and major corporations such as LVHM, Salesforce, Estee Lauder, Deutsche Bank, and many more. Her TED Talk, You Don't Know What You Don't Know, has over 200,000 views, and her work on the superstar paradox, which she'll be talking about tonight, has been featured on CNBC, Harvard Business Review, Cosmopolitan, Oprah Magazine, Huffington Post, The Today Show, Forbes, and to name just a few. Karen's mission is to spread the message of her TED Talk that curiosity and open-mindedness can and will change anyone's life. She offers signature coaching programs on leadership, business development, being a co-founder, and other topics, and is also host of her podcast, The Coached Podcast. As she says, she lives in Austin with her husband, Ryan, and their four pets, Waffles, Moose, Noli, and Layla. So thank you, Karen, for your time today. And thank you, Andrew. That was the best introduction I have ever heard anyone give for me. I think my mother will be particularly pleased with that one. Thank you. So, well, that actually reminds me, I've got a friend who's a composer and he has quotes on his site from various dignitaries and famous people. But the last one is, I like Francis's work, but I prefer Beethoven, his mother. <laughs> That's an excellent one. And that sounds a lot like my mother. I love it. So as I said, we're going to be talking about your title, The Superstar Paradox, Looking Good, Feeling Bad. Yeah. And Karen's going to unpack that idea for us in six questions. So the first question is, who is your ideal client? And what's the transformation you help them achieve? My ideal client is a former version of me. I believe that many practitioners like that understand a former version of yourself because you've really walked in their shoes. You know the predicament, especially when it comes to the superstar paradox or the superstars that I coach. I coach overachievers because I like to say I am a recovering overachiever. I am a achievement-oriented, status-oriented hustler, formerly in my former life, who was losing herself in the pursuit, in the hamster wheel race, in the monotony of just chasing for things and for achievements and ultimately feeling deeply dissatisfied. 
And that's what the paradox is. The paradox is about your life looking fantastic from the outside or on Instagram, the systems of your life technically working, but you feeling a deep dissatisfaction and a disconnection in particular with where you are, between where you are and where you want to go. They, they're just in different places. And uh, today I specialize in helping people bridge that gap so they can come to the other side a lot faster than I got here. Okay. So what's the, what's, what's the transformation? What would be the before and after? The before is, is, is a very easy thing to uh, understand if you have ever gone through anything that radically exposed to you that you were operating on false premises. It's like falling in love, right? And suddenly understanding what love is in comparison with the shallow depth of infatuation. It's exactly the same when we, are, when we have not done any type of mindfulness work, by the way, from coaching to therapy, whatever genre fits your behavioral style the best. Um, we just don't know. We really don't know. And there's no other way to explain it than to say you go from feeling dissatisfied angst, uh, questioning many of your choices and living in behavior that is primarily reactive, just putting out fires all the time, to calm, collected, systemic, at peace. That's what the transformation looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's the biggest challenge they're facing when they come to you? Their biggest challenge, most of the time they come to me, and this is such a funny and ironic and charming thing. They come to me to supersize their performance. They're asking for more of the garbage that is making them very tired and very dissatisfied and burnt out and overwhelmed. And they will, they will supercharge their performance, just not the way they think. And they'll get a lot more than they're bargaining for. When we get a system for thinking, a real philosophy for life, something that you and I share, Andrew, you get a really strong spine. And as a result, everything else appears with much greater ease. So the way I like to say this is instead of asking to be a better slave to the systems that are enslaving you, you get freedom. Okay, great. So question number three, what's the number one insight you would share with, with the audience at this point to help them? they find themselves in that situation? Well, one of the, the most valuable insights is really a concept, and it's the discovery of the concept of vulnerability. The discovery of the concept of vulnerability is a life changer. The understanding that we are human and everyone around us is human too, that we deserve compassion, and that only compassion will get you exponential results. That vulnerability is therefore not weakness, but courage not only to stand as who you really are, but to inspire other people. And the ability to reach equanimity through that, as in I'm not constantly in attack mode or defense mode, just open and human is one of the most, I think, profound insights that people can start to reach for today without any coaching through the works of incredible thinkers from Brene Brown to Yuval Noah Harari. There is no one who does not dance around this topic, the topic of vulnerability, of our humanity, of the growth mindset, of the expansion that will really lead you to different, a different experience of this life. Reminds me of, um, I think it's from Buddhism. Mm. The, um, you know, the conditioned mind attacks and defends and the unconditioned mind gets curious. Exactly. 
that's that's precisely and you know before we had a, a delightful conversation you and i and we were talking just about this we were talking about books like think again by adam grant and what i dedicated my ted talk to really uh if you ask me what i would like to give to humanity it's unknowing unknowing get out of the stance of i got this get out of the stance of i know this already no you don't and certainly not over the arc of history or in a historical perspective we know nothing and to know nothing is to insist on nothing, which is a much more open stance. It's a nicer stance. I don't think for a second that what I know today, the breadth of my work today is representative of all that is coming. Okay, so that's a perfect segue to number four. So what concept, book, program, talk, or experience has been most impactful in your development? Look, I am kind of a nerd, so it's really just an incredible stringing together of enormous amounts of work. I have 26 different coaching accreditations, for example. But if we go to the root, the heart of the matter that started to get me obsessed with human potential, with cognitive behavioral therapy, with the ideas that really impact our mindset, which influences our behavior, there are two things. One may be a lot more surprising than the other. The first is the first ever self-help book I reached for, and that is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. If anybody out there read it 20 years ago, and I'm sure you did, read it again. It's a really, really insightful, very impactful book that today I just keep around me. It's all dog-eared with lots of great ideas just to pick up and, and wire yourself right. And the second is the television sitcom from the 90s, Frasier. I loved those characters, not only for their obsession with psychology, but also for their decency, their humanity, their curiosity, and the arc of the characters who by the end of the show become good grown-ups, really learn about themselves and succumb to their own vulnerability. So I think those two in combination had profound, huge, immeasurable maybe even, impact on my life and my career. Yeah. Well, that actually brings up something that it's outside the purview of the show, but the the form of, of this sort of the long form storytelling that we're seeing with these shows that go on for six, seven, 10 years, it is a new art form. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not a basic art form either. You and I have discussed our love for Seinfeld and for, and for uh, Friends, also sitcoms of the 90s, and I'm sure there are lots of actuals. They absolutely are especially if you see them in, in, in their full form. Yeah. Okay, so question number five, what free resource would you like to share with the audience to help them on their journey? Well, I could offer a lot of free resources and many of them are um, like my success templates, for example, or Productivity Mastermind, which are available on my website on the homepage. Mm -hmm. But I think that the best thing that anybody can do is reach for the podcast. The Coached Podcast answers people's questions, and really there's such a breadth of questions that I'm sure you will hear what you are looking for in other people's questions. Somebody's asked it, and somebody's received the answer, and I, I think that that's my personal version of giving a gift to the world was creating this podcast, was for anybody who cannot do this work, isn't fully invested in doing this work, or can't afford it, frankly, because executive coaching, especially at the level that serves Salesforce and Deutsche Bank is not for everybody, right? Um, is, is a wonderful thing to reach for that I hope will really 
change people's game. Okay, so those will be in the show notes. And question number six, last question, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? I love that question because it kind of allows you to talk about what's on your mind right now. And the question would be, what is on your mind right now? Has anything happened in the last 30, 60, 90 days that's really reverberating? And for me, because of the onset of COVID and its really long-term repercussions, I've become far more focused on feminism and the rise of women. This is not something, to be very honest with you, that ever kind of crossed my mind that much. I grew up in the 80s with the movie Working Girl, assuming that things were cool and that I didn't really have to think about this very much, unlike, you know, the Gloria Steinem first wave of feminism. This year, the United States has gone back to 80s levels of participation in the workforce of women with a million women leaving in just one month, for example, over the last few months. And that's had me starting to think first about self-actualization, about systemic inequities, and about how to solve these things for the female superstar. And from that perspective, that's, that's been very, very much on my mind lately. And uh, it's not a full-form thought yet, but it's going somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the bulk of my clients are corporate executive women, which is weird because I'm none of the above. But most of them come through the door with some form of bullying glass ceiling power dynamics in the workplace yeah that is fueled by a trauma history mm. and that's why they're resonating because i have a big trauma history that i've done a lot of work on yeah <clears throat> so at one point i just was looking i don't understand why i'm working with these particular people until i traced it back and said ah okay yeah. there's the of course but the Oh, some of the stories, and you know them better than I do, but it's it's staggering what women put up. I, I'm very sorry about the dogs, but that's kind of COVID. That's what life is like now. Um, yes, it is. And, and you know something so strange, Andrew? I don't think I, because of my invulnerable stance in my former life, my go get him, my figure this out, my superstar stance, I really ignored that these things happened to me too. I never registered as a story that the first time I walked into my first C-suite job, because I'm a former C-suite executive, the guy I was working, who was working for me was sitting in the boardroom, looked at me and said, so what did you go to like fashion school or something? That is an act of complete deprecation. And I didn't even register that. And then through the stories of women um, especially in the last year, who were making these basic calculations, should I stay or should I go? I started to realize, wow, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. And we can really overcome it. But the only way we can ever overcome anything, as you know, as a trauma survivor, is by facing it, not by skirting it. Yeah. Well, time to... Time, time to skirt the end. Um, <laughs> well, that was perfect, Aaron. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was really the most enjoyable nine minutes of the day. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening interviews. 
If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.